Hello, everybody, and welcome to the One Jump Podcast for all you film lovers, especially for everyone who loves Disney. I'm Scotty, and today we'll be living in a galaxy without limits. And I have spoken, because today we're covering The Mandalorian Episode 1 and Episode 2. So let's begin. The Mandalorian is a Star Wars television show airing weekly on Disney+, and is just absolutely phenomenal. I want to bring up a negative review, as well as a positive review, in order to just talk about what other people have been thinking of this show. It seems to have pretty positive reviews from the fan base, which is good, because obviously the Star Wars fan base is currently in a big split. Uh, it, this seems to be very good, though, as uniting people. Negative review comes from Sam Adams from Slate, who just writes, 39 minutes of mediocre Star Wars. Now, I mean, he's not wrong here, if depending on what his definition of mediocre is. If he was expecting really action-heavy, super fast-paced, then I can understand how he'd be disappointed. But the show is a Western. It's a Western space opera. So if that's what he was going in for, I don't understand if he was disappointed by that or if he was misinformed going into the review. I personally disagree with Sam, Sam's review. A positive review is out from Alan Steppenwall from The Rolling Stone, who writes, Fun is probably the best word I can apply to this compact Mandalorian premiere. Favreau and Filoni do an effective job introducing us to this corner of the franchise and to the rough, desperate circumstances of our title character. This review is something I could not agree with more, as it perfectly highlights what this show is. It's about living after the Empire and before the New Republic has really been able to establish itself, so the galaxy is without limits, there's no laws. And obviously, the Mandalorians, we know what happened to them during the reign of the Empire, they suffered severely. So now that that's gone, what are they doing? It seems to almost be like they're in hiding, because we see the Mandalorian go to a certain place in this episode. I'm keeping it spoiler-free for now. We see him go to a certain place that has his people there, which is not something that they would do if they were welcomed in the world. And of course, that means that our title character, whose name we don't know yet, is rough. He's not living the best life that he can. He's a bounty hunter picking up cheap little bounties for people who's probably not even paying him that much. He's just doing what he can to make his way in the world. The synopsis for this episode was, a Mandalorian bounty hunter attracts a target for a well-playing client. And this honestly sums it up perfectly. It's literally, it's 12 words. And sometimes when you look at TV episode synopsises, sometimes they give away the whole plot of an episode or they do nothing. And this does nothing. And I think that's completely fine. When it comes to the Mandalorian, it's not something that you want to know a ton about going into. Or at least with experience that I've seen, people don't want that experience. The Mandalorian is something you should be able to discover and just be able to follow and enjoy without having to look into this deeper world of Star Wars. Obviously, you're going to enjoy it more as a Star Wars fan, but if you don't like Star Wars that much, but you think the Mandalorian looks interesting, I would say watch it. Go for it. You don't need a huge, vast understanding of the Star Wars universe. Anybody could watch this. I bet some people can even watch it and not know it takes place in Star Wars universe. So obviously I'm keeping it spoiler-free right now, but this episode is really good. The Mandalorian is premiere is everything I could have wanted from a Star Wars western. Pedro Pascal is phenomenal, even though we never even see his face. He does such a great job at portraying a deep character without having to use any facial expressions at all. 
just through his dialogue and the, what he does and the way he does it, you can understand who he is. I don't know who said this, but somebody said in an interview, in Star Wars up until now, there have been definite light sides and definite good bad sides. The Mandalorian is what's going to establish that in between. And I love that and I believe it perfectly encompasses what the show is about. Not everyone's 100% good and not everyone's 100% bad either. There are people that lay in the middle and that's who the Mandalorian is. He's getting bounties for killing people. What he does and just the way he does it is all just insane for Star Wars. Now, there are so many bounty hunters that we know of like IG-88, Bosk, Boba Fett, and in the new canon, we haven't seen them do much. There are even some rumors that Jon Favreau wanted to develop a Boba Fett show, but he wasn't allowed to, so he's decided to focus on a random Mandalorian. Which I think would be is really cool. Um, I don't know. I personally think Boba Fett's an overrated character. I don't know. I think cool character, but not enough to him to make him your fa like a favorite character. But of course, everyone's different. It's just my opinion. So. This episode is great. I want to end the spoiler-free aspect of the episode because there's so much to cover in this. The Mandalorian episode one is phenomenal. Please check it out if you haven't. And if you're somebody who lives in a part of the world where the Mandalorian's not out yet, then don't go looking for spoilers. It's something you need to experience firsthand. And the less you know about it going in, the better off you're going to be enjoying it. And I assume if you're someone who lives in part of the world where you're not getting it until, like, March, like Europe is, or parts of it, uh, you should be able to just binge the entire show from launch. I don't think they're gonna go, they're gonna have you guys wait every single week like we did, with it already being out. So, Mandalorian Episode 1 is great. Check it out. And I'm, we're now entering spoiler zone, so if you have not seen it, please leave now. I'm gonna talk. I'm going to go five seconds. I'm going to count down from five. And that's when spoiler talk begins. Five, four, three, two, one. All right. All everyone who has not seen it yet is gone, which means that we can now talk about what I wanted to talk about throughout the seven minutes and 37 seconds that I've been recording, which I have not been able to. And I think we all know who that is. It's Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda, I never would have expected this in a million, million years. When I was when I was about to watch a show called The Mandalorian, I thought all we were in for was seeing the rough side of Star Wars. Just about a guy trying to make his way in the world, doing whatever, doing whatever he has to in order to do so. But no, the first episode ends with a child from Yoda's species being discovered. And I was mind blown. If they're going to even talk about something like this, I would have expected it in season two or the end of season one. If you're going to end your first episode with such a bomb like that, then they're doing something right. Because if I never saw that coming in a million years, and I'm a very big Star Wars fan, I tend to know a lot and I can easily predict what's going to happen. It, I, I just did not see it coming at all. And he's so incredibly adorable. Everything about him is great. The more you see him in episode two, the more you realize that he's actually going to have a big role in this series, or at least this season, and he's not just going to be a gimmick. It's not like John Favreau and Dave Filoni are including him just so 
they can have someone from Yoda to maybe hook in some Star Wars fans who don't know if they want to watch it yet. They, they clearly have something to do with this character, even though he can't speak and can barely walk. It's absolutely insane what they're going to be able to do with him just off of these first two episodes. And he was barely in the first episode for more than a minute, if that even. Now that that's out of the way, I also want to talk about Kuil, who is Nick Nolte's character, who was just great, and he is in episodes one and two, and I really hope that he sticks around throughout most of the season, because it seems that after episode two. Now, Kuil is an Ognaught, played by Nick Nolte, who is iconic already for the line, I have spoken, which obviously has blown up over the internet. People are already in love with this guy, and I honestly completely agree. Now, it seems like for most of the co-stars in The Mandalorian, most of them are only going to appear in a few episodes. Like, there's so many people who are listed as having co-star billing. Okay, when you look at the cast of the show, the main character is obviously Pedro Pascal. He's not, he's going to be in every episode. Then a co-star, and you have Carl Weathers as Grief Karga, Werner Herzog as the client, Omed Abtahi, probably butchered that name, as Dr. Pershing, Nick Nolte as Kuil, Taiko Atiti as IG-11, Gina Carano as Caradun, and Giancarlo Esposito as Moff Gideon. All of these people are receiving co-billing, or co-starring billing, and Gina Carano and Giancarlo Esposito have not appeared yet, and uh, Taiko Atiti, Omed Abtahi, Werner Herzog, and Carl Weathers have all been in one episode, and the only person who has been in two episodes getting co-starring billing is Nick Nolte as Kuil. Uh, he's such a great character, but if they're going to do this and have him feature so prominently in the first two episodes, I don't know how many other episodes he's going to be in. Again, because two of our co-starring characters have not appeared yet. One, two, th four of them uh, have only been in one of the two episodes. So I don't know if... Co-starring just means you appear in more than one episode? Because I'm, I'm going to assume that all of these people will be uh, appearing in more than one episode. But I, I, I don't know. Co-starring just means they have a big role to play in one episode at least? Because I, I don't know if Nick Nolte is going to be back as Kuil. It seems like the plot is moving, going to move away from whatever planet that Kuil lives on. I don't know which one it is. I think it might be Ryloth? Um, I, I'm not sure. But it seems like the plot is moving away from there. And in episode 3, the Mandalorian is going to go and try to return Baby Yoda to the client, or Grief Karga. But uh, he's going to have a change of heart, and eventually not, I feel. Because um, Baby Yoda seems to be having an effect on him as well. So I don't know what's going to happen with the co-stars. And I think the way they're doing it is... I'm not going to say it's bad, but it's kind of weird. Pedro Pascal always number one, and then everyone else just based off of appearance. I thought that there would be like a, a a set order of the cast, but apparently not, and they're just going to have everyone appear uh, by the order they're in the episodes. So I guess that's kind of cool. Um, IG-11 was also great. He's described as a naive bounty hunting droid who possesses conversations in a precise and literal manner. And if you're going to have someone voice him, Taika Waititi is the perfect person to do it. Um, I recently watched Jojo Rabbit, uh, the weekends that I'm recording this, and he's just so great in everything he's in. He directed Jojo Rabbit and starred in it, 
He direct, I believe Taika's directing the season finale of The Mandalorian, and he also voices IG-11, and of course, direct, director of Thor Ragnarok and voicing Korg. Yeah, that's all I've seen from him, but just everything has been great. Uh, I feel like everything Taika Waititi touches is gold, and if he's on board with The Mandalorian, then I think that just means it's great. Now, episode one, it was short. Not as short as episode two, but I'll talk about that later. It's very, it was very short, but they're establishing the story that they want to tell. And I think that's good. If they don't, or it's not like Disney Plus was saying to them, this has to be over 45 minutes. No, they were allowed to do whatever they want with this show. It seems like there were not that many creative limits for them, which is probably great for Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni. Now, you know, Dave Filoni's been involved with Star Wars for years, but Jon Favreau, this is his first time being involved with Star Wars, other than voicing Rio in Solo Star Wars Story. This is his first time taking it behind the camera, and I think he's doing a great job. And if he continues like this, then I think that we are definitely in for a great show. Now, I've been going for, on episode one for a little while. I'll, I'll talk about a few more things, and then we're going to focus on episode two. The opening, I thought, was great, as it perfectly establishes what the show's gonna be. I, I keep saying that, I know, but I think that really is the point of this episode, and it should be the point of any pilot of a TV show. Uh, they need to establish what the show is. If you can't establish anything in your pilot, then you're doing something wrong. But this, sh this pilot is perfect for saying what this is about. This show is about a hero who is not good and he's not bad, he's in the middle. He's morally questioned, but, but with advanced combat skills, and it just makes for a perfect premiere, as it's amazing and is without a doubt one of some of the best Star Wars content that we have ever seen, and I am so excited to see more of it coming in the future. All right, next we are going to be discussing The Mandalorian Episode 2. We're just going to delve straight into it, not doing spoiler-free this time around. This is a streaming television show, and I think when people think of a streaming show, they like to think of, oh yeah, 45 minute long episode, here we go. This is 15 minutes shorter than that. It rolls in technically at 32 minutes, but you take out the credits and you're left with 29 minutes or so. And again, they tell the story they need to tell, but should it have been longer? Well, I honestly don't know. Um, I, th I feel like the episodes will definitely progress with their length as the show goes on. To wake up uh, early in the morning on Friday the 15th and just see 32 minutes, I was kind of disappointed. Just, you know, I was expecting an episode just as long, if not longer, than chapter one. Uh, but as I was watching, I was like, you know what, this is fine. They're, t they're doing what they need to. They're telling the story that they need to tell. And by the end of the episode, I was completely okay with the runtime, but it, it felt slightly disappointing because I feel almost as if episode one and two could have been just put together and not much would have changed. Well, obviously, you're adding 25 minutes onto it. But, for example, episode one comes out to about 33 minutes. And then episode two, 29. So 33 plus 29 is 62 minutes. That's just about an hour. Which, for a streaming show, is not unexpected. Like, for example, lots of episodes of uh, the Netflix show Stranger Things are around that length, a little shorter, but around an hour, and the season three finale is almost an hour and 20 minutes, 
which I obviously don't expect the Mandalorian to go to that length, but at the same time, uh, the first two episodes put together, only an hour long, where I, I was expecting about 90 minutes put together, which is what you're going to get with uh, most shows which are put on onto streaming. Um, I think it's just that I was expecting it, and I just, I was underwhelmed. It's not that I don't think it's bad, it's not a bad episode, it's great by all means, but I just was expecting a little more when it comes to the runtime. I I think it was just false expectations set by me, so I don't blame Disney or John Favreau, Dave Filoni, anyone. I honestly blame myself for setting it up to be just as long, if not longer, than the first episode, which I feel is, you know, I think I, I'm allowed to believe that because of what previous streaming experiences have set up for me, but I realized I was wrong. And I'm completely fine with it now that I've seen the episode. So we continue pretty much right where we right where we left off, as the Mandalorian has killed IG-11, uh, who wanted to kill Baby Yoda. Obviously, I'm not gonna let that happen. And this episode, pretty much the beginning, I thought was a little slow, just kind of them walking along. But as soon as he got back to the ship, and I saw Jawas. I was so happy. I think Jawas are the most underrated species in Star Wars. I find them to be so interesting, just the way that they operate. And to see them appear in the Mandalorian uh, just made me very happy. Now, I expected them to be in because the Mandalorian uh, official poster that was released back months ago had a sand crawler, which is what the Jawa Jawas use. It had a sand crawler in the background. So I was like, Oh, are we going to see Jawas? And yes, we did in episode two. And they had a pretty big part to play in the plot, which was great. So, so the Mandalorian, he sees that his ship has been ransacked. So he goes back to my man, Kuil, and asks for help. And he says, sure, I'll help you. But just know you're going to have to trade something. Because Jawas, they do nothing for free. But then obviously Mandalorian is upset because... He wants his stuff back, and he just wants to get everything over with. But, uh, you know, um, obviously this is all after he chases the Sandcrawler and just gets th trash thrown on him, and uh, he gets tased and electrocuted and so he gets, he, bleh, until he gets violently thrown off of the Sandcrawler by the Jawas, which I was not expecting. I honestly thought that he would take down the Sandcrawler, but they have to show us our hero is not invincible and he can't fail. Just, uh, I don't think they really showed that in episode one, but it's giving him humanity. It's not just making him a machine who can do whatever the heck he, he pleases. It's showing us he has limits, and he's not going to just be insane, which is fine. So then Kuil and the Mandalorian catch up to the uh, Jawas, and at first, they want his Beskar. And obviously Beskar is super important to Mandalorian, so that's not going to happen. So then they send him for the egg. I was like, what is this? The egg? And I was super confused. I, I had no idea what was going on, if I'm being honest. I was watching so early in the morning. But they get uh, to where he's supposed to be. And I don't, even, I don't know what the species name is. Uh, just it, It's almost similar to what the thing from Attack of the Clones was in the stadium. Except like a more camouflage with like a jungle or just planes, just something like that. And then, so the Mandalorian has to kill it and get its egg. So that's when I put together what was going on, and I was super entertained throughout this entire fight. 
Uh, this is the first time we're seeing him fight something that's not like a like a, a human. Or not human, but obviously he's fought in tons of aliens already. But something that's not like conscious, like we are, if that makes any sense at all. Like he has he has to fight the Blurg in episode one. But that was like the Blurg attacked him, Quill saved him, and he had to like tame one. That that was all that really was. It wasn't that much. But it was a very entertaining fight, and then he got the egg, and of course the Jawas were very excited, and the Mandalorian was injured, and Baby Yoda steps out of his little crate thing, pod, and he uses the Force, or no, he uses the Force to let the Mandalorian kill the, the, the beast. He stops it in midair, and then lets the, and he lets the Mandalorian kill it, which I thought was just Awesome. Uh, I, I was not expecting him to use the Force, and if he was, I, you know, I didn't think they were going to do it this early. So I thought the entire point of this show was to show a different side of Star Wars, one that doesn't really have the Force or anything like that. But no, they're going, they're really going all in, and I'm fine with it. Then the Mandalorian returns, gives the egg to the uh, Jawas, they get the, he gets his stuff, and then... They fix the ship, and he leaves the planet. Again, very short episode, but good amount happens, and the only cast members, like I was ranting about uh, during my episode one review, was Pedro Pascal and Nick Nolte. And again, he leaves the planet, so I don't know if this is the end of Nick Nolte's character, at least for now. I hope not, but considering how the four other main cast members credited for Episode 1 did not appear in this episode. I honestly have no idea. This might have been the end of him, but at the same time, he might be back in Episode 3 in every other episode. But, I don't know, this was a very short episode, so I don't really have anything more to say. It was very entertaining, very well put together, just like this entire show I know is going to be. And it currently sits, I think, at like a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Let me check that. 94% right now. It was 96. Someone else put in a negative review as I was recording. But what did you guys have to think about this episode? Tweet me at OneJumpPod or send me a message on Instagram. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Very good episode to me. Again, I feel a good amount of you will share that with same thought with me. But again, you never, you never know. I could only be seeing a small portion of Star Wars fans' opinions, and there's a lot of people that hate it. But I, from what I'm seeing, lots of people love it. And I, I really do. So, I'm actually going to start a ranking of everything that I review. So, everything that I review is going to be put on a list. This is uh, directly from the Bacon and Eggs podcast, which is a podcast I always listen to every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this is something that they do, which I thought was a really good idea. But I'm actually going to be switching it up and doing it kind of in my own way. So, one on the list right now. The Mandalorian episodes one and two. But something that I did not mention in the past that we're also going to be doing on the show. At the end of every episode, I'm going to spend about five minutes. I'm going to spend about five minutes talking about something else. Something completely random. And I'm going to just talk about it. Put it on a uh, put it on a list, but not with what it was in the same episode as. So, for example, 
currently at the list, number one is The Mandalorian, episodes one and two. And obviously, with that has to go, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I'm doing The Imagineering Story, which is a documentary series on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to start talking about that in a minute. The Imagineering Story. But, next week, I, I won't say what I'm doing next week. That is probably, I, I know what I'm doing. I haven't revealed it yet. That is probably going to go above The Mandalorian. But that doesn't mean it has to go above The Imagineering Story. So it's going to be two separate lists, all pretty much put in the same place. Um, and I really hope that you guys like this. Um, and also... I'm going to be making a separate list with, where the audience... I know I don't have a ton of viewers. This is the episode. Uh, you guys, if you tell me your thoughts on The Mandalorian episodes 1 and 2 and or The Imagineering Story, um, I will put that on another list just of my thoughts on where what you guys thought of it. Um, just seeing what you guys seem to prefer as a general audience. That will be on another list. Um, completely separate from this one. And I hope that you all want to voice your opinions because um, then we will not have a second list. So please do it. Again, at OneJumpPod, Instagram and Twitter. Find me there. Tweet me. Tag me in an Instagram post. DM me. Whatever. Just tell me what you think. And I will put it on the list. And I'll also give you a shout out. A person I do want to give a shout out to, though, is my good friend Caleb, who um, helped me pretty much put this whole thing together, actually. Well, I, I've had the idea of the podcast for a long time, but the past couple days, he's been giving me a ton of ideas, and it was his idea to talk about something at the end of every podcast episode, and he also helped me kind of just format the episode because I'm having trouble thinking about what to talk about. So thank you, Caleb. You have been an amazing help so far. Um, you're pretty much my production assistant at this point. I'm production manager, so I just want to thank you so much. So, let's start talking about the Imagineering story. This is a Disney Plus original. I don't know how many people have watched it yet, because it doesn't seem to be getting a huge amount of traction, which is very unfortunate, as I absolutely love this show, or this documentary series. So it's pretty much, uh, the show is focused on the Imagineers from Disney. Uh, the Imagineers are the people who are behind the theme parks, they design the rides, uh, the layout of the park, that's all them. And uh, it, the premise of the show is that it's focused on them and takes an in-depth look at the history and creation of the Walt Disney theme parks and attractions. And as someone who just went to Disney World for the first time this summer and was absolutely in love with it, th this is amazing. Episode 1 focused on the creation of Disneyland California Adventure all the way up until Walt Disney's death. And then episode two focused a lot on Walt Disney World, the creation of the Haunted Mansion, uh, Epcot, as well. It started to talk about Tokyo Disneyland at the end. And all of it together just made for a phenomenal first two episodes. They're long. Both episodes are over an hour. Uh, but they really get into the nitty-gritty of Walt Disney World. Now, there's, there's been tons of documentaries about Disney in the past, uh, the creation of it. But this, this is directly from them. This is their... Direct thoughts, direct opinions, the people behind everything are, voice, are getting to show their voice, their memories with Walt and his brother Roy, 
uh, the people who followed them, their thoughts on just everything is finally getting put into the world, a place where uh, a lot of people are now able to reach it on Disney+. Plus. And it's narrated by the actress Angela Bassett and Leslie Iwerks. Iwerks, I'm sorry, I don't know her name. She is actually the daughter of, or the granddaughter of Ub Iwerks, who was the co-creator of Mickey Mouse with Walt. So it's great that she is being able to help in Disney, uh, just like her father did, and her grandfather, I believe. I believe her entire family has been working at Disney. Now this, I believe it was supposed to be a feature film, but then Bob Iger said that they're actually going to turn it into a TV show and put it on Disney+. Plus. I thought it would have been really interesting to see how this would have gone as a movie, because currently, episode 1 was 68 minutes, episode 2 was 62. It was 130, so that's like about two and a third hours about, I think. Or no, 2.1 hours. Which is the, the length, or I'd say, of your average movie. That's two episodes. We're a third of the way through. So it would have been cool to see how they could contain it, but it's so much better now that it's on Disney+, Plus, as they're allowed to do so much more, spend so much more time on the nitty-gritty details. I, I, I love it. This is great. Again, just like The Mandalorian, only the first two episodes have come out, and this one only has six instead of eight. So I'm very excited to see where this one goes. Alrighty, um, th th that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Follow me on Instagram, at OneJumpPod. It's the same place on Twitter that you can find me. Uh, next week's episode will be coming out on Tuesday. I know what I'm doing. I actually have pretty much until the end of 2019 planned, but have not talked about it yet to the public or not. I have not revealed that to you guys yet. Uh, you'll probably find out over the weekend I will be posting it on my social medias. Another reason to go follow me. Uh, so with that, I've been Scotty, and I've been the host of this podcast, and I will see you all next week.